uh, just before we launch uh, the talking points this week. At the top of the list, you'll note uh, it's Sheen Murphy, the champion jockey who failed a breathalyzer test to ride uh, a racehorse on Friday at Newmarket. Well, yesterday, uh, after he won the Cesarewitch, he spoke to Tom Stanley. Just to touch on yesterday, Sheen, obviously not. this has come at the time, it's not been the most easy 48 hours for you. It's the second time in just over two years that, that you have failed the breathalyzer at the races. You tweeted very openly initially about it. With an extra 24 hours now, Sheen, have you, I suppose, thought about what you can do going forward to, to address it and make sure you're not in that position again? Yeah, um, it is, it's a massive error and um, I need to do better. You know, I put myself in a position through hard work that I get to ride some of the best horses all over the world and um, these sort of mistakes uh, are, I should be eradicated and shouldn't exist and I just I'm very sorry to, to everyone I've let down I remember you speaking at the end of last year you found it very difficult for a lot of reasons and um, the jockeys championship as well and everything that chasing that entails I mean you're going after it again you're certainly favorite to win it but do you, do you feel you're in that similar sort of high pressure situation again which which is which you're finding difficult uh, maybe I mean it's the same every year uh, the big winners you enjoy but all the others is just one ticked off the list and um, you know I, I put myself in that space and I should be uh, enjoying it but uh, it is um, day to day it, it's a bit of a battle okay well look, well done here great stuff good luck going forward thank you, thank you. Lots of chats, as you can imagine, uh, around Oshin Murphy's uh, failed test. Um, Dave Yates, you've been at Newmarket. Uh, what's been your reaction to this story? Some people are saying it's been blown out of proportion, that we should cut him some slack. Some people are saying, well, we deserve to, to know a bit more about his, his state. Uh, and some people are saying, leave him alone. Yeah, I mean, that's social media, though, isn't it? You've got people piling in on one side and you've got people on the other side saying, be kind. And it's the nature of the beast that the middle ground is pretty sparsely populated. Um, it's We, we have to mention uh, Asheen Murphy's uh, previous, previous transgressions in, in this respect. There was the... Uh, failed breath test at Salisbury in June 2019. Of course, also there was the, the three-month cocaine ban from which he returned in March of this year. That that was a, a reduced suspension because of the um, the plea of environmental contamination. Um, there have been 16 failures by jockeys, and Asheen has been responsible for two of them. I, I don't know him well at all and I, it's, I never consider it uh, something that a journalist should do to, to try and get close to practitioners um, in that way. It's for him to decide whether there are issues that need to be addressed in his own life. Um, it's certainly the case though, as, as he said, he's worked very hard and has shown an awful lot of ability to get into the situation that he where he is now. He's a dual champion jockey, he should win a third title next Saturday, and if this, it, it would be a, a, a terrible pity if this were to be derailed by a lifestyle issue. Um, it, it, I'm not in any way, I, I know that uh, equine safety and the safety of, of riders, I know that's a paramount issue whether we're talking about a lowly seller or a group one race, but it's, it's embarrassing for him yeah. that on a really big day where he's riding mise-en-scene, an unbeaten group winner for his boss's Qatar racing, that he's not able to do that because of something that he's done the night before. And 
I don't know how many, you know, we're not privy to, to what has been said behind closed doors in that camp, but I would imagine that Sheikh Fahad David Redvers, I say, I imagine, I don't know, would be saying this has got to stop. Yeah. Uh, and we mentioned it at the start, and I talked about, you said about social media and about people having very strong opinions. We know that social media is a platform for people to be offended on behalf of people and to defend other people. But and now, to be offensive. Yeah, uh, uh, absolutely. And, but Oshin Murphy has come out and said it himself, so we don't really need anyone telling us on social media whether he said himself that he's got an issue that he needs to sort out. And this is something whereby Oshin Murphy has got money in the bank, as far as I'm concerned. You know, the, 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 the search is constantly on for the new Frankie Dottori, i.e. The, the poster boy or girl of horse racing. In, we're of similar age, I'm a bit older than you, but we remember the, 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 um, the search for the new Ian Botham uh, in the mid to late 80s. And obviously lots of cricketers were put under the microscope and, and it never happened. But Awful list, by the way. Sheen Murphy has credit in the bank with the way that he deals with the public, with the, the stuff that he's done on social mm. media. So, again, uh, there are, in some senses we could cut him a bit of slack uh, for doing that. But, as I say, you know, it, it, he's been open about it. He said that exactly. uh, there, are, there are things that he needs to look at. That is evident. Let's hope that um, at 26, yeah. he's got many decades riding at the top level still in front of him. Indeed. Uh, we are going to move on to the next talking point, and that involves uh, chat this week about the arc potentially moving, or at least the thought that the ARC may move dates to a week earlier, but that yep. sense has gone cold. What are, well, what are your thoughts? I think we have to put this in some sort of context to begin with. Um, Olivier Delois, the, who's essentially the, 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 the boss of France Gallo, is an extremely accessible and uh, eloquent racing politician. He's not like the ones we have in Britain, where you, you, could, you could ring a racing politician and say, I need a comment on this, there will be no comment. I'll, I'll tell you something off the record, but you cannot quote me. Mm. That's, what, that's the, the thin gruel that we're used to in this country. If you ask Olivier Delois a question, he will give you an answer. And I suspect that we need to set that, this issue in that context, right. that maybe someone said to him, have you thought about moving the arc? And he may have said... Well, yeah, it's something that we're, you know, everybody says nothing is ruled in, nothing <laughs> yes. is ruled out. That's, that's <clears> the age that we live in. However, uh, we shouldn't be looking at moving a race like this on the back of a result that some people didn't want. Many of us, having checked my race card to see who the winner actually was, <laughs> um, I was delighted because that threw up a... A, a good and a big story for the Prix de l'Arc de Triomphe. It wasn't Charlie Appleby. It wasn't Aidan O'Brien. It was a new name uh, on the Roll of Honour. Marcel Weiss, a trainer that I'd never heard of except to look at the, the form of mm. Torquato Tasso. Um, so it was a great result. But it, it's, it's like the, the, the blocks in an arch. You take one out and the others will uh, fall down. And mm. so... The idea of, of moving the arc is a nonsense. It is a great race. It is a great Europe, Europe's middle distance championship race where it is. If you move it, all the other pieces get displaced too. But fundamentally, we don't need to move it. It's a great race. Look at its role of honour. Yeah. They are champions. And 
Uh, as I say, I think this this might need to be taken in context because yeah. Olivier Dorois doesn't stum up when you ask him a question, but which is commendable. Please leave it alone. Yeah, I, I think I mentioned it on, on it Lucky's podcast when I did it earlier in the week. You know, when you played cricket at school, you you set the field. And if a bad ball was bowled, you didn't just change your field because you bowled a bad ball. You you keep the field because you think you've got the best thing. And, and you can't move the field around after every bad ball. And 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 who's to say that this was a, a bad result. It was a shock. I mean, well, weather-wise, I, I yeah, don't yeah. think it was a bad result. No, I don't think so at the, all. The last three arcs have been run on soft ground. The three yeah. before that w weren't run on soft ground. It's the, it's the first Sunday in October. Yeah. Uh, the winner, uh, Torcato Tasso, is going to remain in training to try and defend uh, the title, which is good news because there was a bit of uncertainty after the race. Yes, indeed. Um, it was a shock result. Uh, 100 to 1 on the morning of the race, I think about 80, 80 to 1 yeah. uh, at the off. It was a shock to most people. It wasn't a shock to absolutely everybody. Racing TV viewer Kev from Cricklade was, on, uh, was next <laughs> to me on the um, Eurostar coming home and had backed uh, Torquato oh, wow. Tasso. Um, there, were, there were many reactions to this, that, that, that uh, this was a result born out of the, uh, of the, the soft ground, the, the, the autumnal conditions. Yeah. Uh, as I say, there were people who said, oh, that Hoppergarten form isn't as bad as you think, you know. Um, but the great news is that Marcel Weiss, the trainer, told us this week that Torquato Tasso will race on at, uh, at, uh, at five in 2022. So those questions will be answered. They'll be answered at... Paris Longchamp in October 2022, but they will also, in part, be answered at Ascot at the end of July for the King George VI and Queen Elizabeth stakes. Because uh, Marcel Weiss said in midweek that that was they the would daydream route. They would seek to come uh, to Ascot. He speaks very little English. I speak only O-level German from 1985. A lot of water. A lot of booze under the bridge uh, <laughs> since then, and so we had a, a a conversation where we we sort of met in the middle, and he said that he he was going to try and speak improve his English uh, for his visit to Ascot midsummer, but next midsummer. Why don't you but, improve your German? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, 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 I should have offered to do that, but yeah, it's it's a it's really good news this, and as yeah. I say, uh, it it will answer. Our questions, he said, by the way, and this was one thing where, that we did manage to um, agree on, that yes, of course, Torquato Tasso is, uh, copes with soft ground admirably well, excels on soft ground, but he said good ground at Ascot wouldn't be a problem to me at all. So we have much to look forward to. Yeah, exciting times ahead. The ARC winner remains in training. Now, uh, on Tuesday evening at Kempton, in the final race of the night, there was an extraordinary situation where uh, a photo was called immediately after the race. The winner was announced as proclaimer, and then some minutes afterwards, between five or six minutes, uh, the result was changed to a dead heat. Uh, so, Dave... Uh, what are your thoughts on the procedure and how it all unfolded? Well, it's, it's obviously an unsatisfactory situation, this, and it's also one that seems to crop up far too often. You know, there are, there are many times when the talking points on LOS involve exactly this sort of thing. And I think that the, the, the procedure is that the... 
result is announced before all the final checks are done. It, the, the, essentially, the, the senior steward, Stipe, Stipe, who, who looks at if there is any uh, rubber stamping of the result that or needs to be done, or, or an extra pair of eyes that look at it, that take, takes place after the result has been announced. That has to be wrong. Now, I know that there is um, a perceived need in British horse racing to, to keep recycling punters' money and for the result to be announced as soon as possible. But the correct result needs to be announced as soon as possible. The result is sacrosanct in horse racing, just as it is in every other sport. And so if it means a, a, a very short delay in announcing a result that everybody is happy with, then surely... The, the, the confirmation has to take place uh, before the result is given. It seems a nonsense to me. I did try and uh, get hold of uh, Brant Dunshay of the British Horse Racing Authority. I'm sure he's abroad, uh, and so I don't know where he is, and I attach no blame uh, to him for, for not getting back to me. But I was hopeful that we might uh, have some official comment on that, but unfortunately not. But... It's, as I say, the result is sacrosanct, and if that means a slight delay, then so be it. That procedure definitely needs to be looked at in order to achieve certainty, which is what punters want. Uh, and trainers also with, uh, with runners might want some certainty, and John Berry uh, is one of those. He had a horse racing at Pontefract earlier in the week that finished second, involved in a, a bit of a skirmish in the last furlong, and I think he's going to appeal... Uh, the result. So his horse is in the blue near side, the horse to the right comes over and there is definitely interference um, but the whole, again, the whole procedure after the race was unsatisfactory. It, it is unsatisfactory we've got Kevin Stoss on Winford who is on the right there just a, a slight flick of the tail, goes across uh, across Faye McManaman aboard uh, Deerham. In the end the uh, the winning distance as you can see is, is uh, four and three quarter lengths but it is a, an unsatisfactory situation, this. Um, it, when you were at school, did you ever have a, a really mild-mannered teacher who now and again would absolutely lose it and you'd think, mm, yeah, I'll, right. I'll never you know, not the, not the scream and shout merchants yeah. who just did it all the time. And I thought of my school days when I saw John Berry on racing TV because someone that w we are used to dealing with, you, you, you wouldn't meet a more even-tempered person uh, than yeah. uh, John Berry, and he was clearly very upset about uh, the, 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 the lack of a hearing. The stewards looked into the interference. They didn't look at the placings. It seems that Faye McManaman had uh, reported the issue to the social distancing officer, right. believing that she was addressing the clerk of the scales, who didn't hear, and therefore... Uh, an objection wasn't lodged. That's that's my understanding uh, of what happened. Now, in this instance, why doesn't common sense prevail? Why doesn't the social distancing officer say, "Oh no, no, it's not me you need to speak to. It's the clerk of the scales." Same way when 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 jockeys during the uh, during lockdown, COVID, yeah. when they went to the wrong. Uh, weighing you know, the wrong part of the track to weigh in went through the doorway and it's like right that's it you're out why on earth is there no common sense why doesn't somebody say oh right yeah you've been sorry you need to be over there they've moved the weighing room etc etc I, I don't understand this 
intransigence that we seem to have. As far as I'm aware, that's the, that's the root of the problem, that Faye McManaman, who is a £3 claimer, uh, let's remember, it's not as if she's been, uh, she's been doing this sort of thing for decades. Yeah. Um, that seems to be the, the, the root, the cause of the confusion, and it's, it can be remedied so easily. How many, common sense, how, how many times in our daily lives do we speak to the wrong person but are told, oh, no, no, it's not me, it's, you, you need, yeah. to, you need yeah, to speak yeah, to them? Yeah, absolutely. Everything you say, Dave, very valid points. Um, and that leads us on to another interesting topic that seems to be, and Robert Cowell spoke about it earlier on the show, field sizes. There was a report again early this week highlighting the fact that field sizes at the moment are very low by previous standards, yet seems like little is being done about it. Well, they're the lowest that they've been for 10 years. Um, we seem in British racing at the moment, and uh, for, uh, as someone, you know, obviously part of my job is to look at race cards every day, and it seems that if we, if, that we have these, these massive fields for, for our marquee festivals where uh, finding the winner is nigh on impossible, and then we go back to the normal weekdays, and of course now... As has been reported, field sizes are at their lowest for mm. 10 years and we're dealing with four, fives uh, and sixes. And the difficulty that we have is that when the fixture list for 2022 was, was published a couple of weeks ago, it's, it's pretty much the same as the one for 2021. And I think that... There has been sufficient time and sufficient awareness of this problem that the fixture list should have contracted uh, t to to reflect yeah. this. It it, it seems um, it, I don't I don't think that there is one person involved with British racing who thinks that the current number of thoroughbreds in training is able to service the fixture list that we've got, and we've also got. Bad new, further bad news down the track, haven't we? You know, we, we've, we've got further consequences of COVID-19. We, we may or may not have further consequences negative mm -hmm. um, as, a, as, a, as a result of Brexit. Who knows when the sunlit uplands uh, will appear, but they don't seem to be out there at the moment. That will mean that people, certainly in the mid-range, yep. have fewer horses in training and that population will decrease again so in 2022 i think the situation yeah. will get worse before it gets better and I, I i hope that by the time in 12 months time if we are lucky enough to be sitting in these chairs uh, that we will be looking mm. at, a, at a fixture list that has fewer meetings and therefore punter interest in the bread and butter cards will not wane because it will wane if they're going to be looking at four, Indeed. five, six runners routinely. That's a very good, very good point once again. Last thing on this week's Talking Points, Dave, there was obviously that terrestrial television programme uh, about ex-race horses ending up in abattoirs and there has been positive uh, steps taken in the last week. Yeah, it, 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 when, when there's the talking point which is a uh, food chain on a, uh, a horse racing program people might not think that we're about to uh, end on a positive note but we are in a sense as you say because back in July there was that very distressing panorama program featuring uh, the abattoir uh, F. Drury and Sons where uh, 
where thoroughbreds were led to their uh, to their premature deaths, there wasn't a single person who, uh, well, say a single person who watches horse racing who wasn't upset by that. Everybody uh, who saw that would have uh, been distressed. But a couple of things uh, that have come out of that. One was that at the start of this week, it was announced that the uh, the number the, the petition of signatures for the, for the closure of this abattoir where it, it was evident that that certain practices uh, were not satisfactory that there were a hundred thousand signatures for the the closure of F Drury and Sons but for British horse racing it was announced this week by the BHA that uh, rules protocols are, are now in place whereby thoroughbreds cannot enter the food chain and so at least in that respect, having, as we say, looked at um, mm. a programme that was broadcast in July and caused widespread distress, at least in this instance, racing yeah. has looked at the problem and they've done something about it. Uh, and that is almost the end of uh, this week's Talking Points. Dave, thank you very much. We covered a lot of ground. Obviously, one or two subjects were covered in more detail than others because I think... I've they, left you short. Uh, 15 well, they, seconds short. I, I apologise. In fairness, you did take me over with a few others. <laughs> this is what we call in television catching up at the end of this week's Talking Points.